Quiet on set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back one more time to Encut. And welcome back to another movie review. Yes. And today we'll be reviewing the one and only Insidious. Yeah. Insidious, what, like five, four? Around there. Five, I think. The Red Door. Insidious, (laughs) the Red Door. And welcome also to everybody who's watching on YouTube. In case you didn't know, we are posting these episodes on our YouTube channel, That Film Couple. So you can see us on there, see what we're doing. For those on YouTube, I bet you can see these beautiful balloons. We just celebrated his brother's sixth birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, And the decoration's still up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we're going to take that down. (laughs) There's also a bunch of bugs around, and I also want to do a quick disclaimer. I just saw a cat went by. Anyways, I just want to have a quick disclaimer. If you hear a bunch of cars and you're not on YouTube currently and you're just listening from um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, there is a lot of cars going by. Today, we're actually recording uh, outside because, I mean, why not? It's summer Might as well. It's a nice weather, <laughs> so might as well. But, yeah, that's why we have a bunch of bugs. And if you hear this, that's just my chair moving. <laughs> All the disclaimers today. <laughs> yes. But anyways, thank you so much for being here one more week. So let, let's get into this. Yeah. We watched this movie two weeks ago. Something like you that. Say? Yep. Yeah, I know we watched it on a Wednesday. And, and I mean, off the get-go, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> that was a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we had watched another movie, another scary movie in theaters in a long, long Oh my goodness, there's literally streamers <laughs> going on my face right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we had watched one, a scary movie in a long time in theaters. So it was a really nice experience, but I was I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I heard a voice. I heard a voice too. <laughs> this is not both well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was freaked out uh, about... 95 percent of the film mm-hmm. um there i i think we both said this when we left the theater like we felt like we just had no break from yeah. the scares they just kept coming i mean usually nowadays i feel like more most horror filmmakers are trying to do the psychological thriller mm-hmm. and playing with your mind and oh what is that not this one not this movie no. was like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare and he did not care mm-hmm Sometimes the scares would be worse. Wow, that's a lot of <laughs> um, Sometimes the scares would be worse than the one previous. Other times they'd be about like the same, uh, and that's like standard. Not every scare that they mm-hmm. put in there is gonna hit uh, in the same way. Um, but I definitely just felt a lot of tension. The the wind is really blowing. Like we've been trying to fix this <laughs> mic audio for the past hour and the wind was chilling like even this one stream is just all over my face one one really interesting thing about this movie specifically is that most of the time you knew that the jump scare was coming it's not like they yeah. were trying to hide it or like oh it came out of nowhere the monster how is it there no you knew it was coming but it was still scary and i can attribute that to the um, environment that they created mm-hmm. i just feel like they created a really nice enveloped environment they Mm -hmm. didn't try to go above and beyond with like amazing structures or whatever right they just create a really specific environment in college in the school Mm -hmm. and in in the house and they stuck to that and they just made us feel like enclosed 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's that, that was really nice. Yeah. So we always felt like you could have come anytime. Yeah, I didn't imagine a dorm room to have so many scares, yeah. but it really actually paid off really well. Um, and there were so many moments where like you could see the monster far away, like you knew it was coming, but the movie just refused to tell you when it was gonna come. So that for me was what made it even scarier because. I was just waiting for the inevitable mm-hmm. and they just kept dragging it out and I was just like just do it already just scare me already like I can't keep waiting for this there are some really nice scenes mm-hmm. uh, specifically when um, the student is trying to go into the the beyond world or whatever the it further. is the further um, and it's just this blue tint to everything mm-hmm. so everything is scary and you could see shadows everywhere even though there's yeah. no shadows at all uh, and they did a little bit of like scooby-doo and whatnot with the monster actually following you mm-hmm. which also creates that big tension the i don't POV, know i really yeah. enjoyed it and um, mm-hmm. the the whole environment that yeah. they had going on mm-hmm. anyways who are the actors do you yeah, well, so they brought back a lot of the original cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said, this is part of the whole Insidious series. Yeah, we have only ever seen the first Insidious movie, if I'm not so, mistaken. Yeah. So if you feel like you need to watch the rest of them, you can. But I don't think you it's really that necessary because this is mainly the story about Dalton and his dad. Mm-hmm. And they the do a really the good job mm-hmm. um, telling you what happened in the previous movies so you're all yeah. caught up and you know why what's happening right now is happening. Exactly, yeah. So um, we have Ty Simpkins as Dalton, Patrick Wilson as Josh, um, Rose Byer, I hope that's how you say her name, as uh, Renee Lambert. Um, Sinclair Daniel is Chris Winslow, who is um, mm-hmm. Dalton's best friend she in was college. Really nice. Um, and yeah, uh, I think they all did a great job. Um, I like that they brought the same cast back. Um, cause you know, you can't not have the movie without them, especially not Patrick Wilson. I also thought it was cool that, um, Patrick himself directed the movie. He I did. I did not know that he did that at all. That was um, really but I think cool. he did a really good job. And I think I saw someone saying that out of everybody, who could direct this it makes sense that he would direct it because Mm -hmm. he was the most involved in the first movie as well and he saw the arc and he knew what arc it was like the characters were going through um with the movie as well uh, Mm -hmm. so he could film it to better address um their relationship Uh, so i thought that was really really cool i mean i found this movie to be really um interesting because it made me realize how much a movie can uh, be scary without needing to be tacky with the Mm. jump scares Mm -hmm. Uh, because I feel like a lot of times when you watch a movie that is just jump scares Mm -hmm. it's like ah ugly monster whatever this movie went like a little bit more to I don't know it's just really complicated I feel like I was there with the characters Mm. and that really Mm -hmm. annoyed me because I wanted to get out of there (laughs) So right. that's how I feel in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So there's um, a little like summary here on IMDb that I'm going to read out just so mm-hmm. you all know what this movie is about. It says here, 10 years ago, Josh and Dalton Lambert are hypnotized to forget their astral voyage to the further. On the present days, Josh has divorced Renee Lambert 
and is estranged from his son. During the funeral of his mother, Lorraine Lambert Renee um, suggests Josh to drive Dalton to the university to reconnect with him during the journey. Mm-hmm. However, when they arrive at the dormitory, um, they have an argument and Josh returns home. Dalton is an art student and his professor, Arm- Armigan, I think that's how you say it, asks her students to go deeper into their inner fears, and Dalton discovers a red door. Mm-hmm. Soon he is haunted by demons from the further. That scene was complicated because the professor definitely saw that he was bleeding into the page, and she did not care. This professor annoyed me because she was like, yeah, get more in there. Like you're doing it right mm-hmm. because you're hurting yourself and bleeding into the page and it just i mean i guess art artists and fine artists might know more of this feeling if you've ever been there but or she's so used to people trauma dumping on a painting that she doesn't even bat yeah. an eye <laughs> probably both <laughs> the character of the professor was a good one though I, mm-hmm. I liked how they introduced her with one of the students just leaving and, yeah. and it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. quite convenient that a professor is asking you to look deep into your memories mm-hmm. when uh, your father is having these memories again right. at the same time. And, and when the whole plot is that you're supposed to have forgotten mm-hmm. about some stuff in your life, uh, which was actually, I must say, at the beginning of the movie, I wasn't too convinced about them just forgetting a whole year of their lives Mm -hmm. and then not talking about it ever again because like i mean you cannot just forget a demonic possession and the demon is just gone Mm -hmm. you know Uh, but i mean it it caught up with me i feel like towards the end Mm -hmm. i started catching up more with it and and feeling like it was i mean it was definitely a MacGuffin. like the memory itself Mm -hmm. was the MacGuffin Mm -hmm. of this whole film Uh, and i just wasn't seeing at the beginning but it, I just started looking for it more like a, a treasure hunt right. than anything mm-hmm. else. And so I, from that point of view, I, I started enjoying it more. Mm-hmm. I like that they gave a realistic conclusion to Dalton and Josh's storyline. Yeah. Um, because the previous couple of movies in Insidious were all about, like, the world around it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily them. So I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. that they readdressed how he would like Dalton would grow up um, and maybe rediscover the repressed trauma because like you said like things can be brought up especially since he's an art student he's going to be trying to dig deeper Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's I also liked how realistic it was where Josh was like he knows something's wrong with his brain but he doesn't know why something's wrong Mm -hmm. with his brain he doesn't know why he's having even more troubles remembering things and they're both trying to figure it Um, out together well together together at the same time but separate yeah yeah. uh so i just i liked how like realistic that was Mm -hmm. and i i'm glad that they gave like this resolution and brought them closer together as a result i think that was really. and there's two aspects of the movie that really put it all together and bring Mm -hmm. it back to its roots and one being the the mural uh, that he's got in his room in his dorm Mm -hmm. and at the beginning the dad is like oh i see i didn't make the wall uh, because he had um, drawings of everybody else but him right Uh, and then towards the end of the movie he does get a picture of himself in the wall Mm -hmm. uh, actually carrying him when they were younger 10 years ago Mm -hmm. which was so stinking cute yeah Uh, and then the second aspect that brought it all together was um, the painting that he was making about Mm -hmm. his dad with the hammer with the red door uh, of his memory 
because uh, he kept developing it more and more and more as the story progressed mm -hmm. as he was kind of like building that memory back wow that ambulance is loud it is loud i can hear it so well <laughs> through my headphones it's not even anywhere nearby i promise i know <laughs> there wheel, wheel, wheel. but yeah i mean that, that that memory building back was kind of like a materializing the fact that he was recovering his memories right and then by the time he finishes the painting he's recovered his memory and we're actually there mm -hmm. with him revi re reliving that memory and he's just like freaking out trying to not die as a 10 year old mm -hmm. when he's also his 20 year old self or 18 year old yeah. self and so I, I found that really interesting as mm -hmm. well and i feel like it grounded you more a little yeah. bit shall we go on to some reviews let's do it I have to say two of them are not great. Okay. The only good one is fair. I can see why people wouldn't like this movie. Yeah. Um, when that. you search it on Google, I think the average rating was 2.5 okay. stars. Um, so the first one is uh, from Roger Ebert, two stars. Hmm. Once the college-centric main plot kicks in, this movie slowly declines toward an underwhelming finale. Visually, Wilson faithfully recreates the, that misty look of the previous films. Tiny Tim's tip through, through the tulips warbles in a room full of broken dolls somewhere in the negative space of the further. This is all fine, as are the jokes, the supporting characters, and the concessions to the film's PG-13 rating by replacing go explicit gore with fake vomit and pancake makeup. Wilson is pretty good as Josh, but that's to be expected. He's the one that's still invested in the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it might just be a passion project. Yeah. But I think it's pretty good. But like for him, I mean. Mm -hmm. So then the next one's from IGN. Um, they also talk about um, Wilson being a director. They say, as a director, Wilson's horror chops are at their most fruitful during the Red Door's luxurious long takes. Then he's able to sustain significant stretches of dread around that, uh, that strength. For as famous as the Insidious films are for their jump scares, they're usually at their best and most creative in the build-up to the fright, mm -hmm. forcing us to stop trusting the corners of our eyes. Even if it starts to rely too heavily on surface-level startles, Insidious the Red Door is a satisfying conclusion to the Lambert family's long nightmare journey into the further. First-time director Patrick Wilson grounds the Red Door's drama in simple stakes, a son trying to forgive his father, and the film is at its best when focusing its horror on playing out that dynamic. Though the supporting cast and college setting could have used more attention, the red door wears its heart on its sleeve and generates enough dread in the quiet moments to sustain it through the less effective jump scares. Mm -hmm. I can definitely appreciate mm -hmm. uh, this take on it. I, yeah. I can see how the build-up was a big part of why we actually got scared when the mm -hmm. jump scare came. And, and I also agree that the, them bringing the relationship into this film uh, was a big hit for it. Yeah, yeah. I think... I understand what they mean about college and the supporting characters mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, the movie would have stayed the same with her without Chris. Yeah. Uh, with her without college. Honestly. She was more there to, for the audience to have a some peaceful moments because you knew right. that when she was around, it was mostly peaceful. Mm -hmm. She and wasn't as involved yeah. in the horror. There was one part in which she was in, but again, like there wasn't like a lot of pressure on her character because she wasn't even driving involved. the movie yeah she was just i mean supporting it as really, a supporting yeah. actor mm -hmm. would do yeah so i get that but i definitely think it was smart of 
the writers and Wilson to focus on that like basic son yeah. wants to forgive or trying to forgive father. I think if they try to do any more than that, um, we would have gotten too lost in the plot to mm-hmm. really feel the jump scares. I feel like for sure. So, last one is from IndieWire. They gave it a C minus. <laughs> That's interesting. I know. Aside from the ghost of Josh's father and the dead frat boy who can't stop projectile vomiting into the toilet, even from the spirit world, none of the evil phantoms even get assigned a specific identity. That puts a lot of pressure, way too much, on the horror these phantoms might be able to produce. And though Wilson clearly paid attention to what his directors were doing on the previous Insidious movies, the rookie Helmer lacks the chops to save this installment with jolts alone. Louder than it is scary, the red door fumbles its way from one predictable jump to the next with the set pieces ranging from moderately clever the mri sequence plays to enervatingly flat a home invasion sequence that apes it follows to negligible effect by the time wilson Hmm. reaches the home stretch he's running so low on fresh ideas that the movie's climax offers all the thrill of watching people run around the haunted house at a local carnival that generically and decidedly PG-13 rent-to-scare horror elements interfere with what Red Door really wants to do, which is to help Josh put an end to the pain cycle that he's at risk of passing down to this to his kid. Spread thin between that father-son drama and the jolts intended to galvanize it, Wilson's creaky debut under-delivers de- on both. Art is the door to the mind, Dal- Dalton's teacher insists, but this one never opens wide enough to let anything memorable in or out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that review is definitely worth processing. Yeah. Um, I'll have to, I mean, from that point of view, I'll have to watch the other Insidious movies to see where this one deferred mm-hmm. that much. Because uh, I don't have that aspect of it just yet. Um, as I think it would have worked as a standalone, but if you start comparing it to other movies, it might fall flat a little bit more. Yeah. For sure. Because uh, what made it... Uh, better also might have made it more um, flat Mm -hmm. which is the aspect of just focusing in those two characters without any real um, deep um, issue Mm -hmm. at hand Um, so I don't know I mean what other movies have we seen that are similar to this I I can easily compare it to a slasher movie uh, in which most of the tension is um, so compacted in this group mm-hmm. of people and it doesn't really affect the overall world so in that yeah. aspect I might be able to compare it but I'll have to watch the other ones to actually see I think I can understand criticizing how many phantoms there were yeah um, and how little they really meant and there was never really like a resolution with them mm-hmm. like we stayed on them for a little bit like the frat boy that's vomiting that um, one was kind of interesting but, because, I mean, he really didn't need to be there. Exactly, yeah. So like, that, why does why he I know think, this information? That's why I think maybe some of these scares fell flat because people just didn't, weren't really scared of mm-hmm. them. They were more curious about who these people yeah, like, were we gotta find them and again. why are we giving them, like, an identity um, and relating them back to that. I think maybe people would have felt more fear if it was, like, the same demon yeah. or that, like, witch wearing black. Like, something that hearkened more back to the original because I, I mean that red demon boy, was still there i but. think bringing the frat boy into the mix was just an easy way out to oh the character needs to find out what to do to make this go better right and the frat boy yeah. just goes you gotta close the door mm-hmm. 
and then and it's then, like, oh, now we know what to do. This random ghost told us. Yeah, and then Josh's father coming in in the mix. I, I don't think I really cared. I did enjoy um, the scene itself. It, it was kind of scary, mm-hmm. and uh, and again, the scare a little around bit more it was nice. But, but I agree, the relationship I didn't really care that much about. And at the end, when the father comes back to help him move on, I was also like, whatever. Yeah, because it's not like we ever really knew about his father yeah. to begin with. It, I, mean, I think he didn't it would know mean about more maybe either. it was like his mom maybe yeah. coming to help or something. Or, again, just no one in general. <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't think that little thing was as necessary because it, it just didn't really mean much. What did you think about the woman that helped them uh, in the first movie coming back at yeah, the end? Yeah, that, um, I forget what her profession was, um, but that, like, yeah. older professor type woman. The one that knew about in. the deep. I mean, it was okay. I forgot who she was because it's been so long. Yeah. I mean, we saw it. So, in. We saw her. As uh, some of the students were watching videos of her, well, the the, the mm-hmm. two college boys, yeah, uh, were watching videos of her, uh, so that we knew that who she was. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's been so long since the first Insidious movie that I forgot that she was dead. Right. Like when mm-hmm. when they saw her, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. She showed up because she knows what happened. No, she's, like, dead. No, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. And then if you stayed long enough uh, to watch the after credit scene. I wouldn't really recommend it. It wasn't that worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you, in case you missed it, at the end, the light that went off on the red door came back on. Even Flickered. Yeah, mm-hmm. even after it was sealed and everything. Which means, in my head, that the door is not fully closed yet. Yeah, there's no like getting rid of it, it seems like. So it's either going to be like an open-ended finale to the mm-hmm. whole series, or we might be getting more of these movies in the future. Either way, I don't think I minded that much. I mean, yeah, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it was a horrible movie. Uh, it's definitely not the best horror movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was a definitely a worth um, movie. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. It was definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. How many uh, clapping boards out of five would you give it? I will give it three clapping boards out of five. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I it's like interesting that because in our TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, we're actually reviewing, reviewing uh, the 100 horror movies bucket list. Mm-hmm. In case you want to go take a look at that uh, that film couple on TikTok. We gave the original Halloween <laughs> 2.5 out of 5. And someone so kindly commented, um, great pick, 2.5 is too low for this legendary movie. And we're giving, I'm giving 3 <laughs> To this other movie, some people will definitely have their issues. We're with causing that. some controversy. It's fine. Stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if I look back at all of the reviews that we've done, I think we're nearing the twentieth. Um, there's gonna be some that I will probably be like, okay, now that it died down a little bit, maybe I'll give it a little lower right. or a little <laughs> higher. But hey, I'm not, I'm not IMDb, and I'm not the Oscars, yeah. so. Shake it with a grain of salt and, and just watch these movies. They're all just fun to watch. I came to be scared and I was scared. I that's didn't really I care about the plot fully. That's why it doesn't have that many stars. Yeah. But I still liked the scares. We're filmmakers. We are 
also just recently graduated. We're not like the most film connoisseurs or film professionals or critics. We're just here to have fun. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, so, I mean, do you have anything else that you might want to add? No, but I'm very curious about what you all thought of this movie. Yeah. So feel free to leave your comments, whether that be on YouTube or TikTok or Wherever else you can find us, honestly. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So on that note, um, you can follow our TikTok at That Film Couple once again. And you can find us on YouTube at That Film Couple once again. Um, Our podcast, Uncut, you're listening to it right now. You can find us on Instagram at Uncut The Podcast. Um, feel free if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Leave it a good comment. And and if you're on YouTube as well, right now watching us, please subscribe. Give us a like. Leave a little comment telling us what you thought about the movie. We'd love to chat with you guys. If you're on Instagram, also feel free to to DM us. We're we're pretty responsive in there. And we'd love to to speak with you guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me at Sebas Alep on Instagram. And you can find me at KateJohnston622. Thank you so much for being here one more week. And we'll see you on the next one, which is Barbenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week. And cut.